Wake Up with Patty Catter. I love the show. I never miss an episode. It's the best. I turn it on and turn it up. Hello, everybody. You're listening to and watching Wake Up with Patty Catter, and I am your hostess, Patty Catter. Today, I have Andrew Sales on the show. Andrew has the very cool name for what he does. Um, I am going to actually let him introduce himself. Um, Andrew has been through a lot of different trials, and I'm just going to put it right out front that he had um, some issues. He ended up going to jail, and now he is a very successful business owner, and I can't wait for him to share his story. Andrew, welcome. Thank you, Patty. I appreciate you having me on. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Um, Andrew, could you tell our listeners a little bit just about your childhood, how you grew up? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I didn't have the worst life in the world or anything growing up, but uh, I was a screw up. You know, I, I sold drugs from 15 to 20. When I was 20, I got caught. These cops beat me up. They took my drugs and let me go. So uh, at that point in time, I actually thought I got robbed by some crooked cops. And then two years later, I'm not even selling drugs anymore. I get stopped by another cop in St. Louis. And um, it turns out I have a warrant with a $20,000 bond. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. And uh, like I said, I wasn't selling drugs. I was actually playing poker full time at that point in time. And I had some money saved up. I bonded out. I got a job. And uh, well, my, my lawyers, I can get you off for probation, but you're going to want to have a job by the time we go to court. So there was this guy I called up. I, I knew he made good money working in sales, but I didn't know exactly what he did. So I, I called him like, hey, Chad, man, can you get me a job? And he's like, oh, I just happened to be open a market in St. Louis. I think that's where I'm from. And so uh, I find out later he called his manager in St. Louis. I was like, I got this kid, Andrew. He's kind of ghetto. He's probably not going to work out, but he's my friend. So we'll give him a shot. You know, and <laughs> I grew up in like the, you know, the, the early 2000s. So, you know, I've come a long ways. I used to wear like a, a baggy jersey, sack my pants, hat cocked sideways, red rag hanging out of my pocket, a bandana, you know, but I didn't know anything about sales in, in this very first meeting I go to wasn't even in an office. These guys were meeting in a Starbucks and they were, they were going door to door selling cable and Mm -hmm. they're they're all showing me these thousand dollar paychecks. And back then that was all the money in the world to me. So I'm like, I don't know shit about sales, but I know I'm better than those guys. (laughs) And so I, uh, I just came in and I, I I worked my ass off, man. I, I didn't have a car in those days. I got dropped off at noon. I got picked up at nine. Um, you know, these guys would take hour long smoke breaks, hour long lunch breaks. I I'd eat on the curb, pack a lunch and be back in 15 minutes. And it took me a while. It took me about six weeks. And I, I finally got my first thousand dollar paycheck. And it was a, a total mindset shift to where like I had to make a thousand dollars in a week. Like I remember I had a bad week and I only made like 600 bucks. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through the week. And my friends are like, man, what do we make that in a week you know, at that point in time? Fast forward a little bit. I got promoted. I was running an office in St. Louis, got promoted again. I was, I became, was like a regional manager. I was traveling around the country, training, building sales teams. And this entire time I'm actually on probation. And you know, I'm a, I'm a sales guy in my, my early twenties and most sales guys are cocky. Most guys in the early 20 are cocky. So it's kind of a, <laughs> a toxic combination. Um, so like, I'm thinking I'm untouchable. So I'm missing probation appointments. When I do show up probation appointments, to probation appointments. I'm, I'm testing positive for marijuana. Um, so I thought I was untouchable. Sure enough, they touched me in 2013. 
I got uh, violated on probation and I had to do five months in jail and a rehab program, actually. It was actually a blessing in disguise, to be honest, because the whole time I was in there, I worked on personal development. I read sales books, success books, motivational books. And when I got out, I hit the ground running. My friend had broke off and started her own door-to-door company. And um, door-to-door is kind of a small world. Everybody knows everybody if you've been in it for a while. And everybody knew I was fresh out of jail. So she made me start at the bottom. But within two weeks, I was running an office in Columbia, Missouri. And then within six weeks, I was running offices in Columbia, Missouri and La Crosse, Wisconsin. Well, our, uh, our client at that time, they recognized my name from before. I went to jail and they're like, well, why is this guy running our offices in Florida? Because I had five offices in Florida. And, you know, Florida is kind of the Mecca door to door. So uh, I got offered a promotion to go to Florida. And if, if you're familiar with the sales world, promotions come pretty quick. Like you, if you can't move within two weeks, they're going to move on from you. Um, so the girl I was dating at this time, you know, kind of, you asked me a little about my childhood and my story, yeah. I guess, tense my childhood, but mm-hmm. I, I grew up pretty, pretty poor. You know, like I said, I, I, don't, I didn't have a terrible life. I grew up in the middle of, of South St. Louis, so a very poor neighborhood. The girl I was dating at that time grew up on the opposite end of the spectrum. She grew up well off on a golf course. Her uh, dad drove a Porsche, her and her mom drove Benzes. She um, told me to pick between her and the job. Ooh. So, yeah. <laughs> I... Yeah, right. See ya. <laughs> right? Exactly. No? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, so I picked a job. I go down to Florida. I'm building my empire down there. I meet another girl. Me and this other girl have a baby. My ex saw on Facebook that I had a baby with another girl and called my probation officer and told her I was working out of state because I was flying back and forth for appointments every month. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, man. yeah. In um, 2015, I got extradited from Florida. I had to do six months in jail again. And um, when I got out, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I, I didn't want to have to do a bunch of traveling because my kid had just turned one and I spent half his life in jail. But um, I ended up reaching out to a guy who became my mentor. His name was Bill Rowland. He uh, ran a company called 2020 Companies. It was that very first door-to-door company I worked for. He sold it for $150 million. Wow. And I, yeah, crazy, right? And I found him on Facebook. I shot him a message and I was like, Hey man, you don't know me and I don't know you, but I want to say thank you before you. I don't know. I didn't know about personal development. Cause I, you know, I was a, when I was a young sales rep, I'd hear him on these calls, like talking about like how he, you know, all it does listen to motivational tapes back then it was tapes and and read books. (laughs) And, uh, and, and, you know, but he's like, I, I just fired my yacht crew and I saved myself $30,000 a month. And I'm like, man, I want to be that guy. And so, uh, you know, I reached out to him and I, I was like, I just want to say thank you, you know. And, you know, I was one of 2000 sales reps that I, he had at that company. He didn't know me and I didn't expect him to answer because he's a super wealthy guy. Well, he shot me a message back and he's like, here's my number, bro. We need to talk. Well, we get on the phone and we're talking for like two hours, like we've known each other forever. And he's introducing me to vice presidents and kind of long story short, he took me under his wing about five years ago. He helped me build a door to door company, which I you know, had six figure success on. Then in um, 2019, he helped me start a healthcare business, which I scaled to making about 50,000 a month. And then he introduced me to my my partner now, who I I run a, a solar company with. So it's, it's been a crazy story. Uh, I've come a long ways, and I, I try to be very open about it to to show people that hey, in, in five years you can uh, you can go from being in jail to running you know six figure businesses. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So I have a question. For sure. If you don't want to answer it, you don't have to answer it. But I know other people are probably going to have the same question as me. So when you were doing drugs or selling drugs, 
Can I ask, what were you selling? So my my main product was was weed, marijuana. I, I probably sold about 12 to 15 pounds a week of, of weed. And then as I, you know, like I, I, I approached that like a real business, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did was the same way that I, most people would scale any other business. When I, I started selling weed and then I, I noticed my, I had some clientele that would come to me multiple times in a day and they were getting weed for other people. So I, then I'd be like, Hey, why don't I give you a big bulk of weed and you give me money back and, you know, just pay me off as you get it. And so I was able to free up time for myself, you know, <laughs> doing that. And then I took on other products to where I, 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 I honestly sold everything under the sun, ecstasy, cocaine, um, mushrooms, opium, uh, probably some stuff people haven't heard of called 2C. It was it's basically like a, a synthetic version of everything combined in one. It was actually legal. I, we ordered it from the UK and just started selling it. But yeah. So, yeah, I was just kind of curious because now marijuana is legal in a lot of states. So that was kind of interesting to me. I just had to know um, because yeah. it seems like you'd be a good pharmaceutical salesperson too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you were in jail, did you stop doing drugs or what? What? Um, what is your stance on that now? So I, all I've ever really done is uh, been a pot smoker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I was in jail, I couldn't smoke. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I have smoked since then. Right now I'm, I'm on a non-smoking phase, not because I, I think it's bad, but just because I just wanted to do it for, you know, I'm doing the 75 hard and I just wrapped that into my 75 hard diet. Good for you. I think that's good. It's healthy. Um, and then I also know a lot of people who do use uh, marijuana in Florida. It's medical marijuana. It's the mm-hmm. same thing pretty much. I mean, just yeah. different types of variation of how you use it. Um, so anyways, getting back on track, sorry, I just had to know. And I knew no some worries. of my other listeners would have that question, like oh. in the back of my head, like, what, what was that? Um, so when you were growing up, did you have any real role models at all? Or did you just kind of have to wing it by yourself? And then all of a sudden, when you're older, this man comes into your life and mentors you, or what's that backstory? So, uh, you know, my dad was never around when I was growing up, so I, I didn't really have a fatherly role model. Um, you know, I had a stepdad, but not the best relationship with him when I was a kid. And then my mom was a great role model. You know, I, I got a lot of hustle from my mom uh, without even realizing because she would work a job. She would cut hair out of her house and then she would wait tables on, on the weekends. And so as far as I knew, you, you hustled all day long to make money. And so it was an easy transition for me, you know, to, to sell it. She didn't want me to sell drugs. She didn't know I sell drugs, but for right. me, it was, a nat- it was a natural fit. And then, you know, from there to transition into sales, it was a natural fit because you work a lot of hours, but I was just accustomed to that. Um, but as far as like a, uh, a leadership mentor, a business mentor, no, I, I didn't have that until I, I was lucky enough to stumble into that company. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny that some of the biggest trials in our life come like the biggest triumphs? So you went through all that crap and you had to learn all those hard lessons by yourself. But I love how your story is right now, as far as all the things that you went through made you who you are today. And I'm really thankful that you're telling the truth on the, the podcast because <laughs> not a lot of people would come on here and be like, hey, you know, I, I was a drug dealer. And I, I think it's important though, because that you all would be surprised if you, if you don't know a drug dealer, um, there's a lot of them out there. I don't know anybody who doesn't know somebody who knows somebody at least. 
Um, and I like how you were able to turn your life around for your child. So you just have the one child right now or? Yeah, just one. He's, uh, he's my little mini me. He's six. I, you know, I, that's another thing with him. I, I, I'm trying to teach him a lot. I, I, he comes to the office pretty often. Mm -hmm. He, uh, you know, he talks about selling solar. You know, that's what we sell solar, the panels on the rooftop. And sometimes he'll walk around acting like he's talking on the phone and stuff. Aww. I'm going to have to interview him on my podcast. Bring him on. <laughs> We're actually starting a podcast for him. So maybe we can collaborate. That's so fun. That's great. So where you're at right now, is that where you work? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You might be able to see the arch in the background here. I don't, oh, yeah. <gasps> on, on the side there, you can see a little sliver of it. We have a... Uh, Beautiful office. We're um, 27 stories up in downtown St. Louis. I, I see the arch from here. My personal office overlooks Bush Stadium. My 20-year goal is to own the Cardinals. So I, I, yeah, I pick that office so every day I get to walk in and see it. And then at the end of the day, it's like, well, did I work hard enough to own the Cardinals today? And I'm not going to bullshit. There's, there's a lot of days I'm like, man, I did it. But at least <laughs> I get that mental check to, mm -hmm. to go back at it. That's amazing. So what it, what would you say that your biggest trial over your whole entire life has been? And what was the triumph that came out of that? I, I mean, like your whole story is a definite um, testimony, but is there one particular thing that you can really pinpoint that was like, man, that was like the hardest thing. And this is how I overcame it. Man, you know, that, that second time going to jail, it, it really was the hardest thing because I, I was successful at that point. And it was just, boom, stripped away. And I got out and I didn't know what I felt lost and how I overcame it was, was finding mentorship. To be honest, if I, I, you know, this first time I've talked about Billy, my, my mentor passed away two days ago. So it's kind of oh, ironic timing, but, um, you know, I, I was telling everybody I, I'd be nothing if I, if I wouldn't have had that mentorship and there, there's different ways to get that mentorship, right? Like, uh, now there's so many coaches out there and everybody does YouTube videos that is prevalent, but even five years ago, it wasn't necessarily like what it was and nothing beats one-on-one -on -one mentorship like that. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that was the toughest thing was, was having to bounce back from being successful and literally being at zero and having to climb, climb, climb and, and steady doing it. But once you figure it out, once you, you just realize that second time is so much easier mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, then scaling from there is even easier finding that mentorship, man, it, it definitely makes a journey a lot faster and easier. It does. I was stuck for a while because I don't know if it was just being a little bit stubborn, like I can do this by myself. I don't need any help. But once I started getting a mentorship into my life, I have um, Dan Dwyer. He's an amazing mentor to me. Uh, Mike Young, you probably know who he is through Zach Babcock. Zach's one of my mentors. Um, phenomenal people and already yeah. upping my game in 2021. I am super excited and meeting you through Zach. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's super cool. Um, you guys would not believe this, but when I was booking Andrew on my show, I mentioned to another guy, he's a podcaster. I mentioned to him, I'm having Andrew on my show and I'm really excited. He went to jail before and became this awesome guy and business owner. And the next thing you know, the other podcaster ghosted me because I was having someone on my show that was in jail. That was just ridiculous to me. Um, and it just yes. showed me like the closed mindedness of some leaders out there. And 
honestly, like we all really screw up. Like I've screwed up so many times in my life and I may not have went to jail, but I've done other things, you know? So, um, I think it's important to share and I'm really thankful that you did come on the show to share with us your story, Andrew. And I think it's going to give a lot of people encouragement who've kind of hit rock bottom or family members who might be listening to the show thinking like, man, my son, he's in jail right now. He's going to be like nothing. But that's not always true. There's a lot of successful people who yeah. learn from their trials. I'll say this too. I have hired two people that were in jail with me and they came on to have success. And, you know, one of them, I know I don't, I'm not in contact with one anymore, but the other one went on to start his own business that's successful. And he's expanding that business into multiple cities now. So there, you know, it, there's a lot of really smart people in jail. So, if, I mean, if you have a loved one out there in jail, or even if you're in jail yourself, like it's not game over, man. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's the perfect time to start to be real. Cause you don't have anything else better to do. Like, yes. <laughs> you can yes. start working on it. That's so true. Um, I found out not that long ago that somebody that I used to hang around when I was maybe 17, 18, 19, somewhere in that time frame. Um, he like disappeared off the face of the earth. Nobody knew what happened to him. No one knew where he was. And all of a sudden he pops up on Facebook and I'm like, where have you been? And he had been in prison for 20 years. Wow. Yeah. He was in trouble for selling a really hardcore drug. And that shocked me because I never thought I would know somebody who did like, it was, I think it was cocaine or something. Mm. Um, but he was in for a long, long time. But the thing that was cool is that when he told me what had happened to him and his story, and he just kind of got wrapped up in the wrong situation, the wrong crowd. Um, now he's like, he's sending me encouraging notes on Facebook. Like it's really neat because you That's never, awesome. yeah, you never think that, um, you know, for me, I guess I was just kind of closed minded. I thought somebody in prison for 20 years, I don't know how they can like be motivational to somebody, but he definitely has been really inspiring and encouraging to me. So um, no matter what your background, I truly believe that, you know, you can make a comeback. So. You can't, you can't, and anybody's capable of it. You just got, it starts with believing in yourself. If, as you believe you will achieve If You believe in you. I believe in you. That's so good. All right, Andrew, could you share your social media contact with all of our listeners, please? For sure. So I'm on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn as Andrew Sales, A-N-D-R-E-W-S-A-Y-L-E-S. -E -E if you look up the hashtag Hustlers Anonymous, that's what a lot of my stuff is hashtagged as. Also, my podcast is Sales Tales, like my, like my last name, S-A-Y-L-E-S, Tales. I know Patty's coming on there soon. Uh, check that out out Apple, uh, Spotify, and Stitcher. We're on Google and YouTube also. Yes. And I'll be sure to put the links out there. Everybody who's listening, check the podcast notes. If you're watching, it's going to be on the screen popping up right here. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything else that you'd like to just throw out there? Thank you for having me on, first of all. And everybody out there, you can do it. The only thing stopping you is you. So just believe in yourself and make it happen. Thank you. Amazing word of advice. Thank you. And thank you everybody for listening and be sure to tune in every Friday for a new episode. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. Follow Patty at Patty Catter on Facebook and Instagram. Get social. You can now watch Wake Up with Patty Catter on Amazon TV and Roku. It's the only podcast I listen to. Be sure to check out Patty's apparel line, The Patriotic Mermaid at thepatrioticmermaid.com and on social media at The Patriotic Mermaid. I love it. Special thanks to Patty's content creator, Alicia Thompson. Thanks for all that you do. Visit thompsoncreate.com for all your marketing and design inquiries. 